Hola, hello. Thank you for tuning in to Mujeres in the Know. Hey everyone, it's Natalie here. How is everybody doing this weekend? I hope great and I hope you're staying warm. Oh my goodness, today's episode is going to be amazing. I have a very special guest. The special guest for this episode is Perla Tamez. I am so excited that she said yes to be a guest. I'm telling you, when I found out that she said yes, I got so excited, but yet so nervous knowing that I was going to be able to speak to this amazing mujer. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Perla is a visionary serial entrepreneur and licensed speech therapist. After creating 19 companies and 11 industries, she has generated over nine digits of revenue through her businesses. Perla combines her passion for business and philanthropy in her pediatric clinics and advocacy for children's rights and health policies, leading her to join the We Are All Humans Foundation in 2020. She has since become the director of community operations in this foundation, comprised of a team of leaders in the U.S. who have impacted over 400,000 families and distributed over 7 million in household products. Over the past decade, Bedla has dedicated her life to inspiring others to unleash their true potential. Oh my goodness. Without further ado, let's go ahead and ask Perla some questions. Let's get to know her better and hear her story. Thank you so much, Perla, for taking time to be on the Mujeres in the Know podcast. I'm honored to have you on here. Can you share with us a little bit about your upbringing? Where were you born and raised and do you have a large family? I was born in McAllen, Texas, 1986 baby. I was raised between the Mission, Hidalgo, McAllen, Edinburgh area. So I'm very familiar with the roots of the valley. Um, I, I share friends in every corner of the Rio Grande Valley. And I do have a very large family. My my mother has eight siblings. There are a total of nine. And my father has six siblings. So I do have a lot of cousins and aunts and uncles. And we do get together. You know, we have our pachangas. We have our cookouts with some mariachi music, some norteño music, and we hang out and we usually see each other every weekend. You know, it's, it's, it's the hangout time. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that, Perla. What motivated you to enter the world of entrepreneurship? And can you share with us the moment that you knew you wanted to become an entrepreneur? Yes, my mother, she was an entrepreneur by heart. And when I was as young as seven years old, my mother had a shoe store in the border town of Hidalgo, Texas, which was where we were living at the time. And I remember going after school to the store, uh, to the shoe store, right? And my job was to put away the shoes, the display shoes back into the boxes after 7 p.m. that we were closing. And so I was always hanging around her and the employees and I just love the commerce right like the selling and putting things away having inventory setting up the displays etc from there my mother moved on to be an, an entrepreneur serial entrepreneur herself and she went from the oil and gas industry to real estate and several of those types of companies to uh, cleaners as well and so I was always hanging around with her and being by her side and being by her side gave me a big boost right and it gave me it was a big added value to to my life as in my childhood because even though I was 9 10 11 12 years old I didn't have any extracurricular activities my extracurricular activities were coming with mom and dad uh, to the office after I get out of school and so I always hung around the entrepreneurial life and always hanging around with the employees and that's what I enjoyed the most I enjoyed 
having snack with them, having lunch with them. In the summertime, there was no summer camp for me. It was a summer at work, you know, and I would catch a ride at seven o'clock in the morning, whoever was heading to the office or that building or that store. And, and that was my hangout. So that's the way I grew up. And I think that that gave me a big boost to enroll me into what later became my life. So by the time I was 20, that I graduated with my bachelor's degree uh, as a speech sciences and disorders, which is a speech therapy assistant, I was able to know that that was the industry that I wanted to be in, that I wanted to service patients. And a year into the job, actually nine months into the job, I was ready to take a leap. And I took the leap into the entrepreneurial life and I filed for my company in 2008. And that company is my oldest baby. It's 14 years old and happy, happy to still be in business in that industry. And from there, it's been, you know, a portfolio of other different companies. Wow. That's amazing. It's so nice to hear how you got started. And thank you so much for sharing that, Perla. Um, You're welcome. In your career, what is one of the biggest challenges you faced and how did you overcome it? I think in my career, the biggest challenge I faced was back in, in 2012, all the way up to 2015. I, um, in healthcare, we work closely with state regulations, right? So anything that ha- happened at the legislature in Texas every two years that has a change on the law of healthcare will have a direct impact on how we do business, how we get paid, how we can service patients, etc. related to the healthcare industry, right? And so back in 2012, there was a huge change of law to healthcare policy regarding therapy and some other healthcare related services. And I took on the role to file a lawsuit through a nonprofit that I formed, that I founded against the state of Texas. And that was by far the biggest, biggest challenge year to date, even though that was, you know, five, seven years ago. That's that's the biggest challenge I've, I've, I've ever faced. When I was dealing with the lawsuit, um, I was fighting for children's rights. I was advocating for children's rights because I knew that the laws that they were putting into effect were going to be a problem to the access to care of kids. And I knew that I had to fight because my daughter was a beneficiary of therapy services. And I knew how important it is for children that have issues and early intervention is very important. Early intervention is key um, because between, you know, three and five years old, you really have to cater to the needs of the child so that when they're, you know, six and over, they, they get over that hump and they're able to read, they're able to socialize, they're able to comprehend, they're able to express their feelings, right? And so it's a very important milestone. And so when I decided to fight the state of Texas, I was fighting for a cause. I was fighting for the access to care for children in therapy and but the law and, and the actual lawsuit was benefiting all the kids in the state of Texas. Thank God we were successful with the lawsuit for two years and a half. I got a temporary restraining order from the state of Texas against the bill that was prohibiting the access to care. However, it was a huge benefit to hundreds of thousands of kids around the state receiving therapy. But me personally, I was attacked by federal and state investigations. Um, We went through about 14 audits um, from, you name it, uh, Medicaid Fraud Unit, FBI, IRS, Texas Workforce Commission, and more. And so I suffered a loss of a child. I was five months pregnant. And so by far, that is and has been to date the hardest business experience I have ever dealt. 
now I could say, thank God I fought. I rescued the industry for two years and a half. After two years and a half, another bill came in that was newer to the bill that we were suing. They kicked us out of court. We lost the case, but I fought and championed it for two years and a half. So the lessons that, that were brought on because of those years of fighting were, were many, right? And so they become part of my encyclopedia of tips that I could share with others. Did it cost me? It cost me a life. And uh, do I regret it? No, I don't regret it. I, I, I take it for what it is. And I'm blessed to have had the ability to fight for others' rights. Wow. I know I had no idea about that. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's a long time, two and a half years to fight for something. Wow. You you must yeah. have felt very passionate about it. Yes. Yes, yes, indeed. Thank you so much. You're in amazing shape. How important is it to you to be in, in good physical shape? Well, being in good shape is a, is a sign of self-love. And so I can say that I'm very proud of myself because for the last eight months, I've incorporated to my daily routine. And so I try to stay active five to six days out of the seven days of the week. And what I can tell you is that working out and having some dedicated time to movement and exercise of your body will bring out joy. And not only that, it'll filter out any anxiety, any doubt, any stress you have. So it works two ways. And so I encourage everybody to really, really consider a working out routine throughout your days and your weeks. I know you are a very busy mujer and you are also a mother. How do you manage to stay organized and orderly? You know, I, I always press myself to be on a strict schedule until I found out that that's not the way I work. And I learned to accept that because I, I don't work like anybody else and nobody works like I do. So with that being said, everybody has their way and what works and no way is right way, right? But every way could add tips to how you want to work out your life, your schedule, etc. I am a, a person that goes with the flow and follows my intuition. And so incorporating my daughter into the schedule is that she's just in the mix of everything, right? There's a time that, you know, we go to school, there's a time we do extracurricular activities, and there's a time she has to join me in my meetings. And there's a time that she knows that she has to hang around with mom in adult life stuff, because that's just what it is. And what I told her is that she's 10 years old. And I said, but think about it. How long are you out of your 80, 90 years expected life, how many years are you really a child? She's like about 10. I said, exactly. I said, so I'm going to add more value to you when you hang around with me because you're going to get the experience of what real life is, which is the majority of your life. I think you should appreciate that. And so she she's gotten into that idea and that theory. And, uh, and she still plays with dolls and she loves to do handcraft activities and stuff like that. And so I think there's a time for everything. But for me... I'm not very block schedule kind of person and I acknowledge that and I accept it and I flow with it. And so my day probably, for example, for like the following week in my schedule, like of set meetings is probably 30% of the time scheduled. The other time is on the go. We've got to meet when we've got to meet. Right. So I, I, the other thing is I meet on the go. I have an open call policy. I don't leave things for tomorrow. I, for me, it's beneficial because I am up to date. I don't leave things for tomorrow. If somebody wants to meet with me, I don't tell them, oh, book your week, book me until next week or the next two weeks. Because that, you know, by the time you meet with that person, their vibe, their, their, their mojo, 
their excitement of meeting you has probably already passed, right? So yeah. if somebody calls you with an opportunity now, it's like you must take the opportunity within that 24-hour time frame. That's me. That's how I decided I wanted to work and schedule. And so my daughter is 1,000% incorporated into that way of life and that way of schedule. Wow. I love that. Thank you so much, Perla. Um, The next question I have is, what is one thing you do on a daily basis that helps you to refocus and realign yourself? Well, I, I go through my messages and my my WhatsApps and my points of contact and communication with others. I always review it like three days back because I want to make sure that I'm following up with everybody I had to follow up and I'm catching up with everybody I had to catch up, right? Um, I think that the, the toughest type of commitment is staying on top of it and following through. Right. Because usually with so many things going on and so much distraction, you've got family, you've got to pay attention to yourself. Then you've got social media and then you've got family, friends, etc. You could lose track of all your follow ups. But that's where the key is. You have to follow up to make it happen. Like you have to be on the thread of what's next, what's next, what's next. So I think that's something I really, really do on a daily basis is I review my conversations from three days back just so I make sure I'm up to date with everybody. And then some of the times, you know, I'll, I'll be like, oh my God, I hadn't uh, followed up on this. Let me do it now. And so it's kind of like a, like a communication catcher kind of a process. Wow. Thank you so much. That's helping me. Thank you, Bedla. Um, <laughs> I heard a little bit about your new initiative, the Latina Empire, a global women's professional development initiative. Can you share a little bit about what women can expect from this initiative? And how can we get involved? Yes, definitely. Latina Empire is for la mujer de hoy, right? Today's woman. And what is today's woman? Today's woman is under a lot of demand and there's low supply. What I mean by low supply is not that there's less women, but there's less time in our day because there's so much demands. And so we constantly always want to pursue our dreams. We want to be successful because women are proactive. You know, since the day we were born, we come to this world, almost everybody with the privilege of giving life and paying it forward. Right. So from the minute we're born, we come with the ability to be proactive. And so that I believe carries on to our daily lives. Who am I? Who I want to be? How do I get better? How do I help? Right. And a lot of the time, because of the distraction that we're going through, we get lost in the noise and we forget about ourselves. And then, you know, some years have passed by and you're like, wait a minute, I studied this degree. I'm doing this job. I'm on automatic, but I'm not being fulfilled. I want to do something else. But how do I do it? And then how do I make it big and successful to my liking, right? Because success is to the eye of the beholder. And so doing research, because this will be my 21st startup, doing research with my team, because before I launched something, well, lately, right? Because I've done my mistakes on other startups that I didn't do enough research. And then, you know, come to find out that when you don't do enough research and you're not really ready, then... You're not ready for the ups and downs of the business. In Latina Empire, we've been in the building already of this startup going, by the time we launch, it's probably going to be eight months. So it's it's eight months of labor intensive investment where we're seeking information, we're getting feedback, we're filtering processes, and we're just kind of coming to the point where it's perfect and flushed, ready to graduate and be put to market. What Latina Empire is, well, there's a big need. 
All this to say is that after the research that we did is we found out that there's a lot of women's organizations that get together, they bring you to the table, they're super peppy, they're fun, you dress up and you come out there and you learn a little bit. But you learned and then of what you learned that day, you know, you're 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 so excited you learned. And how do you put it to work? And then at the end of that, how much of that turns into tangible, right? Into tangible success, into a tangible benefit for you and your life or for you and your family or you and your coworkers, etc. And so I said, what women need is not what they want, because people already know what they want is how do you do it? You need a 24-7 mentor that can take you through the recipe book of how you get that. Like, let's map it out together. And so Latina Empire is a personal development business growth program that is based on a membership style that we provide courses and classes with Fortune 500 executive coaches. Myself, I too will be giving some of the courses of teaching you how. Like, let's make it tangible. Like, if you said that you're going to put this product to sale, that you're going to make $100,000. Let's reverse engineer that. And how are we going to make that happen? Like, let's put the markers in place. Let's reverse engineer your accounting department. Let's reverse engineer your, your product label. Let's reverse engineer your marketing strategy. Let's reverse engineer your market research. Like all of those components that are necessary when somebody says, I want to sell jackets that are embroidered with amazing arts. Yeah, uh-huh, cool. And then how, right? Because you can have an amazing product, but if you don't know how to put it to market and make it profitable and scalable, it probably is an idea that's just going to stay on your kitchen top, right? Yeah. And we have a lot of those stories. And so our purpose with Latina Empire is to fulfill the heart because you have to be ready in your heart, aligned with your purpose, to educate your mind, to then fill your pockets. And that's what Latina Empire is ready to do. It's its first of its type in the Latino market. So we're super excited. We have courses in Spanish and courses in English. It's going to be developed through different net, uh, different empires that are going to be opening around the country. It's going to be a profit sharing model because um, it, it, it has to be a win-win situation for everybody involved. And so we're very excited to be launching this hopefully middle to end of March. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing about the Latina empire. I know you mentioned success is in the eye of the beholder. I love that phrase. I'm looking at your your Instagram. One of the quotes I noticed talks about you measure your wealth by the actions you make. I was wondering, what does success mean to you, Perla? To me, success is that I can conquer what I set my mind to do and the impact that I do on others. That's a reward that doesn't have a dollar amount attached to it. And so I don't I don't measure my success by the, the amount in my bank accounts, the value of my assets. There's a time for that. You know, there's a time where if I'm going to come to a bank and I'm going to get a loan for a business, there's a time when that matters. But usually outside of transactions like that, I measure success by the impact that you have on yourself and the ability and the power accompanied with discipline that you have to conquer your dreams. That's what success is to me. Wow, that, that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Perla. And the last question I have for you is, if you could give advice to a young lady who is entering the world of entrepreneurship and she hopes to be as successful as you are, what would you tell her to do and to always remember? Always remember to be in tune with what you want and with what you like. Don't follow anybody else. Get ideas from somebody else, but don't follow 
what somebody else does because you're not somebody else and nobody is you, right? So focus and tune with what is in your heart and what makes you joyful, like what makes you live. You know, when you do something that makes you live and that you're purposeful, you're never going to work one day in your life. And that's very, very important. When you do what makes you happy and you're in the middle of a business crisis, you will be there day and night on your knees until you get that business back into success mode. And that's what's necessary because what happens, because I've gone through it, you know, I've, I mean, after having numerous companies, I can tell you that I've invested in companies because I think that they're super cool. They call my attention, for example, a furniture store, a fine furniture store. And, but then what, when, when it was going through a very difficult time of sales, there was some issues going on. I wasn't getting the right designers to sell the floor. Another issue, another legal issue happened with the previous owners that they, they had, they had defrauded me upon the sale. I gave up and I said, this is not for me. I'm selling and I'm liquidating. Thank you court for giving me the ability to liquidate. I'm closing the doors. Goodbye. And it cost me several hundreds of thousands of dollars in losses. Right. And so what I realized is that if I would have been in love with that business, I would have been there through thick and thin to make sure it was back to success. But since I wasn't super in love with it, I was just in lust with it. I, I gave up at, at the first run of difficulties. And so if you're a business entrepreneur that you're starting out there, do personal assessments. Like there's a bunch of tools out there on the internet where you can assess your strengths and your weaknesses and understand what you're super good at and understand what you're super weak at. Because whenever you do a business, make sure that it mostly goes hand in hand with what you're super good at. Whatever you're weak at, you can hire people for that. Take a look into that perspective. Understand yourself, evaluate yourself, educate yourself, and just study yourself like a book. Make sure that you know like every intricacy of your mind and how it processes and how it thinks before jumping into a business. Because a business requires a lot. A business is like a marriage. You've got to really, really want to be there through thick and thin. If not, whenever the, the business is going through an issue and there's a, a thin, narrow road, you're probably going to jump off the wagon. Yes. Wow. Thank you, Bella. Thank you so much. And is there anything else you would like to add? No, just uh, follow your heart, follow your purpose and make sure you impact others because the reward is priceless. Thank you. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Mujeres in the Know podcast. It's your host, Natalie here. If you're interested in finding out more about the Latina Empire and Perla, you can find her on Instagram at Reflexona con Perla and also at the Latina Empire. Please stay tuned for next weekend's episode. We're going to have Maritza come back in and host. Until next time, please stay safe out there and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye and adios.